This is the 117 Podcast with your host, Rafael Hernandez. Welcome, everyone. Happy to be here again. Sorry for the delay since the last podcast because my, my brother was bitten by a venomous snake here and we had to take him to the, to the hospital uh, during the week. It was quite a scare for us and a lot of, a lot of this incident got in the way, but it wasn't serious. We got him to the hospital in less than an hour and he was, he was, released, uh, he was released after taking the anti-venom in just in less than 48 hours so it was just a scare i'm good and happy to be here again talking to everyone i was looking forward to this and once again i want to thank everyone for the overwhelming support the last best video the recording got over 5000 views on youtube and that's absolutely massive i was i was quite surprised even shocked to see it but in a good way, in a good way, of course. I want to once again thank Demeter and Adian for the support on social media. They they've been great. Same for Chris, who has been editing the podcast. Without them, I, I couldn't be doing this, and I want to be doing this more and more. The in the upcoming week, I'm going to be buying a new microphone. I know this microphone I'm using is not up to to the standard of quality that I want the podcast to have, but that's going to change soon. So, yeah, finally, I want to welcome FCB historian again to be talking with us about Barcelona. Yeah, thank you, brother. And I'm uh, glad that your brother is doing okay now. It's been quite a scare. Yeah, well, now, now, now life continues and hopefully we are better prepared if there was something bad, if something ha bad happens in the future. Uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, Koeman's Barcelona and how the team has played over the over the, the first two official matches because the signs have been just spectacular. Honestly, I didn't I didn't expect the team to be this good, uh, especially the the match versus Celta. I didn't think that I was going to see the team showing character like they did for uh, during that match. You had the case of Lingley getting sent off after Del Cerro Grande robbed us again. The guy, the guy is a questionable referee, to say the least, uh, like most of the referees in Spain. And the moment that he got sent off, I was expecting, okay, now the team is going to crumble. Now it's over. We are not getting getting anywhere. But it wasn't the case, and that had me really surprised because. Messi led the team, and not as a leader, but by example, as he always does, he had many wonderful plays. He didn't assist or score, but he had a wonderful match. He caused he caused the second goal too, that basically killed off the match. And the way that the team acted, it was completely unexpected, and it's it's a staple of what Koeman is trying to do because he arrived at a fractured dressing room a broken down squads and a hopeless situation at the club that he has managed to turn things around this quickly is honestly completely unexpected as i said unexpected many times because it really is i would say that 99% of us aren't looking forward to this season 
there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of pessimism. And we are right to be like this because after the Bayern match and how Bartomeu has conducted the club uh, during this year and the past and 2019 too, everything was bound to to collapse. And maybe Koeman is going to to have a a good a good season, a good season overall, and. We might see Messi lifting a few trophies before he leaves. That's that's uh, one of my priorities. I want to see Messi with a trophy before he leaves. Yeah, I think two games into the season uh, now, and uh, you know the signs are good. The team does look lighter. Like it's shed a few few um, like players uh, who were actually uh, surplus to requirement. Everybody knew that it was time to move on. And it seems like, you know, there is, there's a lot of chemistry, especially up front. And, uh, you know, just as you pointed out, the way the team held together after the, um, you know, the long red card was really good because I expected them to, um, to break down. But the, again, this is where the sort of mental preparation comes in. Uh, you know, we were, we, were, we were still able to kind of control the game and, and, and put in a nice... Uh, defensive performance so overall i'm pleasantly surprised with nato um i think he um, he deserves some praise because he's been he's been up to the task uh you know uh, again i know i said we're two games into the season but um he's he's looked he's looked fairly comfortable uh, overall the back line looks looks better um up front, you have Fati, who's been a revelation. Of course, we knew that since last season, but now he seems much more motivated and you know in good shape going forward. And, it, and his goal tally speaks for itself. So overall, I think Messi looks looks also um, looks set to to have another great season. So I would expect us to win the league, of course. Um, as for the Champions League, um, you know there is. Um, uh, you know, we're still, we're still, we're still. I, I would say we're still far, far from, from, from our best uh, under Kuman, of course. Uh, but you know, I, I wouldn't really put it beyond us. So, yeah, yeah. As, as you said, uh, you just mentioned Neto, and you're, you're very right because I would say that one of the my, my main worries when the season started was okay, no, no Ter Stegen until November. We are in trouble because every time that Neto played last season, he was quite bad not not to say awful so there was a lot of doubts there and it's he deserves re- a lot of praise really to to come out on top after a bad season like that and he, he had two great games to to be honest and that's the kind of thing that we need even from the backup players because if you see the example of Bayer, Bayer just won a treble so they're always going to be used as an as an example of how to do things and of how to do things correctly you have the the backup players having playing an uh, important role uh, as much as the starters, and this kind of chemistry is exactly the kind of thing that Barcelona needs. So, Ansu too, Ansu Ansu Fati has been an absolute revelation. How the kid is playing that goal that he scored versus Celta, it wasn't Ansu Fati there. It was pure Romario. And where did he even take that from? It's it was incredible, incredibly taken goal. Pure instinct. He, he didn't have to think. He just went there and did it. And that's one of Ansu's strengths. He doesn't doubt. He, he, he just goes. He, he goes and do, uh, and, and do it. And it, it's 
he he's only 17 years old man uh, as i i was always, as i was joking with a few of my friends yesterday when i was 17 year old i don't know what i was doing besides playing fallout 3 i think and, <laughs> and the guy is there playing for one of the world's biggest clubs and not only that, but he's actually leading the line because we don't have Suarez anymore. We don't have a, a fixed, uh, a fixed forward, a front, uh, a reference, a front mm. to, to get the ball. And he's receiving the ball and he's creating great chances. I would say that Griezmann has gotten a lot of criticism. And I worry about Griezmann. I've said this many times on before, but I would say that he's doing a great job. And it's it's good for us to listen to what Koeman has to say too, because Koeman went there uh, after the the press conference in the two wins. He went there and said that he was happy with what Griezmann was doing, and it's good for us to see that Griezmann is really doing a great defensive job. He he's tracking back. He's always marking, and I people think that I'm, I'm joking when I say this, but. I would even like to see Griezmann perhaps playing as a fullback if things get tough depending on the opponent because I don't think that Jordi Alba can really be relied relied upon in tough matches. It's good for us to recall that the guy was crying at halftime uh, at Tamfield after only a single goal and that just just escapes uh, you and let's say the Koemans gets inside the dressing room and the team is losing and there's, there's Jordi Alba crying Man, it's 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 not, it's not possible for a professional footballer to be like this. And I would trust. I would go. I would go as far as playing Griezmann as a as a left back as a as a a last resort if necessary. And you have Coutinho too. People know that I, I have been a big critic of Coutinho for for the the past two years because. People think that I hate the guy, but they're completely wrong. Coutinho, when he was playing for Liverpool, he was one of my favorite players in the Premier League. I was always saying that he was going to be su successful in the Premier League when he signed signed for Liverpool. You can search my history of, on, on Twitter to see that. And I really like the guy. I always like him. And the criticism that I, that I have given him for the past years has been completely justified because he was like a ghost for... For Barcelona before his buyer lower and that's that's simply untenable for for a, for a player that costs over 150 million euros so the guy is playing uh, Koeman said earlier today that Coutinho is now playing in his preferred position and that's why he's performing well and honestly guys it took us it took Barcelona three coaches for a coach to finally put and play Coutinho in his best position. Come on, this is this is absolutely ridiculous, but I'm glad that he's playing on his natural position. He seems to be happy. Koeman and the squad are supporting him. And Coutinho at his best, as we have seen in the, these first two matches, he's a spectacular player. Yeah, I mean, no questioning his individual quality, his talent overall, I think. But the biggest question remains, um, you know, whether 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 he's, uh, you know, whether he's going to be able to show that against a uh, big team. And you know, I know it's it's being a bit, uh, you know, unfair so far. But you know, when you spend uh, 160 million on a on a big signing like him. Uh, you know, there's there's usually a, a great amount of expectation that that comes with that. So, I mean, I would be I would be willing to 
you know, give him time a bit more. But so far in terms of the mental preparation, he plays like he, you know, um, he's no longer, you know, um, a prisoner of some sort. You know, you feel like he's always... He's always had a chip on his shoulder at some, at some point. Uh, he was indecisive. You know, uh, we we criticized him a lot, and rightly so. Uh, and it got to him. And I think that year away at Bayern really helped to sort of readjust all the um, all the expectations and everything. So when he got back now, uh, and under a new coach like Kuman, I think um, you know what. what we're starting to see a new a new player. So, um, I'm, I mean, for the good of Barca, yes, I, I want him to do his best. But still, there are still some questions like um, regarding his, um, you know, uh, longevity and 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 whether he can maintain that that sort of uh, level that he um, that he sort of um, you know um, produced in the first two games. However, overall, I think the front line looks really uh, promising. Messi tracks back now. Um, you have players who can do plenty with the ball and off the ball. You have players like Trencao, uh, Pedri, uh, you know, with, with um, you know, Dembele starting starting to sort of uh, struggle to get to get his uh, to get his start, starting spot. So it's it's um, it's it's an interesting time to be honest. Yes, and as you said about Messi, he's tracking back and he's pressing again. It's not because he was lazy before, but the, the team was relying on Messi under Valverde and the final year of Luis Enrique too. So uh, under Setien, I don't even have to say it, Messi was the creator and the finisher and the everything. So you have the situation with Messi where, where Van Gaal said, and he said it many times before, that there's a Messi problem at Barcelona. And people think that it's because Van Gaal hates individualistic players or... Van Gaal is just being dumb, but it's not the case. Van Gaal is actually being spot on because Barcelona has played for Messi for a long time now. I'd say it's been four years, four, four years that Messi, Barca has only played for Messi. And this can go on because we, we are into 2020. This is modern football and you can rely only on a single footballer to achieve success. And that's what we are seeing uh, on pitch with Messi. Uh, Messi is part of the part of the starting eleven, starting bar, uh, starting matches for Barcelona. He's not the whole starting eleven as he was for many seasons. Right now, Messi isn't going to be overworked or uh, or tired or anything because he is having support for the entire team, and he can he can rest a little bit more. And the, the burden of carrying Barcelona is lessened for Messi too. And we are going to see the best of Messi this way because his match of Celta is the kind of match that we want for Messi, if you ask me. I want Messi to be involved. Uh, I don't want to, him to be involved with, in all of the plays, but I want him to be the core of the team without the thing depending on him. And what Quimman has done, in the in the first two matches, the signs have been nothing short of excellent. It's it's really really been good, been good, and it's 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 really hard to, to resist to not be excited. But I'm holding myself down because, as FCB historian just said, it's only two two matches into the season. We don't know what's going to happen. Even something could change entirely in the, the third match. You never know. And as he said too, I'm hoping that I'm. Hoping that Barcelona wins the league because when you look at Real Madrid, they're they're really poor. Uh, they 
they already they already have a draw against Sociedad and they, they cheated them, themselves to a win against Betis. It was ridiculous. And then you have this very lucky win, home win against Valladolid um, when Courtois made many key saves and Vinicius just uh, scored a rebound. So this kind of thing, this can't last, I would say. And we, if, if the team keeps going like this, we have Messi too. We are the favorites to win the league without a doubt. And you have the case too of the young players. I already talked about the Hikipuic uh, situation. I want to leave that for another time. So I'm talking about Pedri and Trincao too. These two players, they haven't played much on the, on the first two matches, but they have played. And this kind of thing is great to see because we need these guys playing. It's very important for them to be on pitch there to show their quality because their precision was quite good. Uh, Trincão really looks like some player. He looks really great, and that li- that Leicester bid of over fifty million is, is starting to to be very reasonable. It was actually legit. It, it the, the bid actually happened. So yeah, we are very covered, and um, now it's it's about us waiting if the pie comes, if Dembele is sold to Manchester United. Yeah, it's interesting what Kuman um, had to say about um, Dembele. Uh, you know, um, recently uh, when he was questioned about him, and he said, uh, you know, uh, that he'd seen plenty of promise from uh, both Trincao and Pedri during training. Uh, so now he trusts them more in terms of like um, you know cohesion, how they how they link up with Messi and other uh, and other attackers, and not only that, but also in terms of tracking back. And he said it outright that Dembele does not provide the same level of uh, you know um, defensive, uh, let's say, coverage as as those two. So it's it's really it's quite uh, it's quite interesting that he said that outright. And you know we know. Kuman, you know, he's um, he's had a, you know, he's not afraid to ruffle feathers and all that as a coach. So he's had a few few confrontations throughout his career, um, and he never sort of shied away from saying, you know, for being like straightforward. So uh, it's interesting that he brought that up, and you know, I interpreted it a bit personally as a as a you know sort of like um, uh, a sign that Dembele is going to be sold or loaned out. So um, yeah, let's let's see what happens over the next two days. Should be exciting. Yeah, and as we are recording this, the news is out that Depay isn't going to to leave Lyon. Uh, the the Lyon CEO uh, Aulas just said it. Man. So yeah, t- this is done and dusted. And I would say now that we we might not see Dembele leaving, but I would still sell Dembele to Manchester United for sixty million euros if that gives us the opportunity of signing a center back because it's very important and we and i want to talk a, a little bit about the the flaws of the the team that we have seen under coyman because we have seen flaws i would say that busquets in the first match he was very poor his second match versus Celta was really good uh, we still have a problem with the fullbacks jordi alba made an assist in the first match but we know that he he isn't up to the, to, to the required level to play for Barcelona for a long time now. And Sergio Roberto is an embarrassment. He has to leave the club. He cannot start again for Barcelona. Honestly, he's been very poor. And I hope that Dest is given the starting spot right away because he, he's just not good enough. We, we have seen this because Sergio Roberto has lived off 
the the goal versus PSG and that run versus Real Madrid for long enough. This cannot continue at any top level club that takes itself seriously. But overall, the the feelings with with Koeman and and the team of the over the the past two matches has been excellent. Yeah, I think we're uh, you know we're in for a ride. Um, whether it's going to end in some some sort of uh, you know uh, with us we winning winning a whole, a whole lot of trophies is uh, you know it's too early to tell. But again, just looking at individual players individually, just really uh, you know analyzing their performances, like there is there is plenty of promise, and and it's just really in 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 contrast to what we've seen under uh, you know both Valverde and and uh, you know Setien. So that's uh, that's what I like about Kuman. Even though you know some of his uh, tactics are questionable, but he 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 he's capable of reining players in. He's a strong personality. You know uh, whether that's gonna like lead to long term stability uh, is another issue. But you know uh, while Messi still like uh, you know here, I think I think Kuman uh, is capable of of creating that stable environment. So let's hope his four-two-three-one setup holds, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, remains remains or remains really uh, uh, solid against against uh, top opposition. So we'll 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 see, you know, in the Champions League, we'll see when we play the likes of Madrid, and I think tomorrow should be a you know a good test against the Europa League winners. So let's let's see. Yeah, there's a lot to be to be tested yet, and only thing we can do is wait. Let's hope for the best and see what happens next. So this is what you're getting from us today, guys. See you, see you soon on social media. And if you want to support the podcast, please consider subscribing as a Patreon on Patreon. And I'm going to thank you, FCB historian, for being here again. You're most welcome, man. Take care, my friends. See you soon. This was the 117 Podcast.